Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Tea with the Queen. Today I am joined by a very special guest, namely my eldest son, Patrick, who some of you may recognise because he himself is on social media as one of the four brothers. So hey thank you, Paddy. Thank you for having uh, me. Thank you. No, welcome, welcome. Um, so the <coughs> reason that I wanted to invite Patrick on is that a couple of weeks ago, for those of you that watch my podcast, you might recall that I interviewed Amy. And I wanted to talk to Amy about the whole differences between getting married and being single, i.e. not single, sorry, in a cohabiting relationship. Because obviously the family law in the breakdown of those relationships is applied very differently. Right. And it was very interesting, some of the responses and the comments that we got. I thought you're kind of the same age as Amy, um, but you're a male and, and, and she, she was a female. So yeah. she gave us a female perspective. Yeah. I thought it'd be really interesting to bring you on and get a male perspective. So let me just go straight in, shoot from the <laughs> hip um, and ask, would your preference be, do you think, to be married or to be in a cohabiting relationship? First of all. Um, yeah, married. Really? Um, yeah, and uh, I have changed. Obviously, I'm I'm 28, and when I was younger, I definitely did have a different um, kind of thought process. But as I've gotten older, I suppose different things have started to matter in life a little bit more. You start thinking ahead, and not that I'm like worried or anything like that. But yeah, I, I do think the significance of getting married and being with someone forming a partnership uh to then create a family i think is a very not to get spiritual but quite a beautiful thing and i think that is the end goal and i think maybe that's because you know i've had quite a lot of that in my own life as well to like look at and kind of maybe that's why i've i'm quite strong on that as well i think okay and when you are having that thought process and when you have come to that decision yeah at any point, especially given that your mum is a family lawyer, yeah. <laughs> do you ever think what will be the financial consequences if the marriage breaks down? Um, I think because I have worked, obviously, you know, a bit of a background. Obviously, mum's, you've been doing this, what, two, three years, the social media stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I've, I have been helping mum for the last half many years with the socials. And even back in the day, I, I worked a little bit in, in the firm as well, like the you paper did. guy and stuff. So yeah. I have had probably a bit more exposure to family law stuff i suppose um and the breakdown of marriages and everything like that so it definitely crossed my mind to the point where um i know about it do i think right i'm going to start setting up my relationship to make sure that if it breaks down we're going to be all good no it doesn't even cross my mind because for me as much as that might be the stupid thing to do because you know if you know you get married to someone you have a kid and then it breaks down and for me it's i don't know the like if we're going straight into it, I think the uh, the finances to me isn't the only part of the relationship from a contribution side. Yes, it's not ideal if you've you know put more into it, but the whole point of having a, a partnership or a marriage is that there's more than just the financials going into it. Like whether it's taking care of the kids or, um, and that might be either the man stays home or or, or the woman stays home. But um, I it I think that's more important than just solely looking at a relationship from a financial point of view so going into one it, it wouldn't necessarily be like right i've got to make sure i'm safe here i know you would be like let's get a prenup well <laughs> let, me, let me give you a scenario so you you enter into a relationship yeah 
you have um, this. I'm just going to make this up. So you have a property. Okay. You have a substantial amount in the bank, yeah. for example, um, and you come home and say, "I think I'm going to propose." Okay. Would you then, upon my advice, yeah. think about having a prenuptial agreement? Yeah, I think. Okay. I think no, I, I would. <laughs> I, no, no, I, I would. <laughs> but I suppose, how do I put this? Like. Like I, I probably would, yeah. I mean, it's probably it is a, the smart thing to do, but it wouldn't be like I don't know, set in stone. I I like like you and you and dads. As far as I'm aware, neither of you had a prenuptial agreement no, before. We didn't, no. But obviously, you got married when you were really young. We did. But I think that's quite special to build something together rather than thinking, well, I've come in with this and you've come in with that, so we've got to leave with that. And it's like, well, if you're going in with that mindset, it's probably not the best of frames to start with like you should be going in there thinking well right you're now with me and we're going to build something together so yes from it yeah logistical i probably would yeah do something but the long goal i don't think it would matter anyway because so so staying with that then you then say to your prospective fiance um you know mom's suggesting that we get a prenup and she says absolutely not absolutely not I'm not signing a prenup. You can have the ring back. I'm not doing it. Bloody Is it hell. a deal breaker for you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, she yeah. feels that strongly about Jesus. it. You know, if if she's she's insulted like that, by the fact, sure. well, I, I exaggerate. But yeah. you know, to me, would it be a deal breaker for you? Um, I would definitely question why she was so against it. Okay. Um, it, and it also depends on how she was responding to it. Like. To just blatantly go, no, absolutely not. Here's the ring back. I'd be like, well, that's what, okay, what's yeah, going on. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Obviously, but yeah. if it was from like, well, actually, if this is just about money to you, I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go through with that. I su I suppose um, you'd have to give it context. You'd yeah. have to look at a what you were protecting, um, and b. Hundred percent. Why yeah. why maybe she wasn't in agreement to doing it? For sure. I think, um, as you say, if you've got loads of assets, you yeah. Know, if, I, if I've built up a property portfolio or, or whatever, a bit of wealth, and I'm going into that, and the person I'm getting into relationship with maybe doesn't or has less, um, I think it's quite a reasonable thing to be like, look, let's just protect yeah if on the eventuality not that that's the intentions going into it but yeah it's a reasonable thing to to think and i think most people can have an adult conversation i don't think and maybe that's just because i've been around you a lot to me prenups it is a normal thing i would say um to kind of have a conversation about i know it's not the the norm but i would say to me i i'd have no problem in in talking to my future uh, spouse about that and i'd hope that she well she would definitely be a like a, a maturity to kind of understand it as well it's not just yeah. like oh so you're trying to protect your finances away from me she, it wouldn't be about that yeah um just because of of kind of my principles as well i think i think it's up there with the conversation about do you want children yeah. you know how much do you earn 
um, where do you want to live? Yeah. I think it's definitely up there in all of those categories. Yeah. When you're having the pillow talk and you're discussing about your future and mm. building things together, mm. it's definitely up there. You know, would you sign a prenup? Would you sign a postnup? You know, mm. are you happy to keep things separate as we as we go forward, mm. or do you want to build them together? And it's certainly something that I don't want people to be nervous. You know, that having that conversation. Can I ask a question with with prenups? Do they last forever? So let's say you get married in, I get married today, I'm 28. And then when I'm 50, we decide to get a divorce. We've been married for 22 years. Would that prenup still work or would it be? There's a couple of answers to that. And it's a really good question. If you literally sling the prenup in the drawer and don't touch it for 20 years, chances are you're not going to be able to rely upon it in 20 years time. The reason for that is that there's a very good chance that in those 20 years, something's happened. There may have been children born. So the best thing to do with a prenup is that when you have changing life events like children, perhaps there's been some medical complications for one of you you know there might be an illness there maybe one of you's been made redundant but you know where there's been life-changing events like that you would always take that out of the drawer and revisit it and as long as you are seen to be revisiting it i.e re-signing it redating it maybe amending it to reflect those life-changing events then yes you can seek to rely upon so, it but you can't just ignore it for 20 years right see that that part i i don't like if I'm at the point where I'm having a, a kids with with this person, we've we've say been married for four or five years, we've started to have a family, and I don't know that at that point, then I probably wouldn't feel comfortable up, updating my prenup because I'm like, well, what's the point of this relationship if I'm still thinking I'm I'm one, like I'm my own person and she's her own person, and we've got our own thing. Like to me, it at that point you're just one person, and I think at that point, if let's say God forbid I did get divorced with this person. I think she's got every right to be entitled to just as much as I'm entitled to because we've built this relationship. Yes, okay, maybe I had one or two houses before the relationship, for example, or I had a bit of cash here, but if we've been together for 20-odd years or 15 years and now we've got a family, I don't think there should be... Do you know know what I'm saying? I do know what you mean, and this is why for those that want to keep the assets separate, you've got to keep revisiting it because if you don't, everything gets absorbed into the marriage. Okay, so... Because you were obviously in a very, you know, happy and, and healthy marriage yeah. with, with, with dad. And you're also a divorce lawyer. Yeah. So you can see the consequences of not having a prenup in place and yes. constantly updating it. Yeah. But going a little bit deeper than that, do you think there'd be an, a downside to your relationship for that long if you were constantly thinking about yourself in that regard of like, okay, well, prenup updating prenup updating i i think it's it's a really good question so with with me and your dad when we met we were so young and we didn't have anything sure so we have been that traditional we've built it together but god forbid if if our marriage was to end and i was to go into a relationship with somebody else what i've spent building for the last 30 years i would definitely be looking to protect that okay yeah slight yeah okay fair would so I think that, getting, that is different. I would would, say. would getting a postnup because it would be a postnup there with me and your dad. Would that affect our relationship a hundred percent? Because I think in my situation it just wouldn't be fair. We've built it up together, 
So, you know, why now am I starting to separate and carve it all out? And so, you know. Okay, so let's say uh, the start of the relationship um, when you and dad got together, let's say it was a different situation. Maybe you were 25 or 30 even, and you did have a bit of wealth there. Yeah. But now you've gone through the same life experience, four kids moving here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Would you, do you, could you have seen yourself having a prenup and updating it constantly throughout the years up until no. this point? No, I am very much a romantic. I am very much <laughs> a traditionalist. And I think go. that whilst I may have initially had the prenup, yeah, okay. I think the longer I'm in the relationship, you know, sort of five, 10 years, I would I would throw caution to the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I think the clients listening to this that I've done a prenup for them are saying, <laughs> What? But no, <laughs> that's not what you told I, us, Trace. <laughs> I, I, I think that's but that's right though, because like okay, so you're coming at it from a complete you're getting divorced. That that's a fact. You've come to me because I'm getting divorced. Yes. So you're obviously saying, look, to help manage that situation, this is what you can do beforehand. Yes. But what we're talking about is a successful relationship that is obviously the goal for everyone. If you're getting married, you're obviously wanting to stay with that person. You are, but statistically, one in two marriages will end in divorce. Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> Why is that ridiculous? Well, no, it just it is ridiculous. That's that's what nuts. you mean. The statistics ridiculous, or the no, fact that marriages end that, is ridiculous. Yeah, that, like, okay. what is the point of getting married and getting divorced? Because I know you've said as well, it's it's within a short space of time now. These marriages, like I, you always told me, every year from from when I was young as well, like divorce is getting higher and higher and higher. The yeah. rate of divorce, yeah, but it's also happening within a shorter, shorter. period of window of time yeah you in, in england and wales you have to be married at least one year before you can start a divorce oh. and the amount of people that say to me i really want to get a divorce and when we actually start the conversation they've been married for seven months or do, six do, months do you or... know why i think that is i think because there's less important on marriage i think marriage isn't as big as it what it used to be like even taking for example your wedding mm -hmm. which i know was a long time ago and you and it was this massive event all the family came to mm -hmm. it from your mom's side way distant from your dad's side way distant coming mm -hmm. together and everyone remembers that thing yeah so now how many weddings you have a year you go to there's no way you can remember and it just feels like it's not as this big special thing this day i bet you can remember more about the weddings of your aunties and uncles versus weddings but, now but do you think it's because of the format of the wedding that then dictates if a marriage will last or not no or, no okay no i think it's the circumstance of getting into the relationship in the first place okay i think potentially i mean social media we always blame social media and i think social media is a massive asset for a lot of things but i think in this situation uh you know it's been around facebook 2007 2008 time people have been using it it's very easy to see someone in you know a woman in a white dress a man in a suit thinking oh i'd like that potentially rushing into a relationship subconsciously not thinking oh i want to get into relationships so i can have that feeling but subconsciously rushing through a decision that probably shouldn't have been that same decision um yeah i i, I don't know i think whether i mean obviously you've had the no-fault divorce since 22 2022 yeah I don't personally think that's like the be, uh, the main reason why divorce is growing. I think divorce is, was growing anyway. The whole no fault divorce thing, I just think because people were just what using unreasonable behaviour for everything. So yeah. it's like, well, you may as well just go no fault. What's like? But 
yeah, I just think it's a circumstance of you getting into that relationship in the first place. Or, this might be harsh, but it's like, are you actually sticking to it when it gets really tough? Because I know you always say that. The amount of tough times say, you've had in your relationship, you and, and I think, push through. I don't think there is a long marriage on this earth that would say to you, the last 30, 40, 50 years have been absolutely plain sailing. Yeah, 100%. I do think whether you're married or not, I just think any long-term relationship, there's going to be some bumps in the road. There's yep. going to be some times where you think, my God, I feel like I'm just giving and giving and giving and I'm not getting anything back. Mm -hmm. But that's everyone. And I think that's the time where you just need to roll your sleeves up and push on yeah. through. And don't get me wrong, there are people out there that are in some abusive relationships and what I just said doesn't apply to them, obviously. But I, I do think that a lot of the breakdowns in relationships, I'm not just going to say marriage, are because it's just a very different time with social media. There seems to be so much choice. There seems to be... Oh, massively. Th there seems to be this whole, you know, well, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah. What do you think yeah. about it? I do believe that whilst... I have to take my feelings into account. It's not about me. No, definitely it's not. It's about yeah. us. Your duty. Absolutely. It, yeah. well, well, it's about us. It's about me and my husband. It's not about me, 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 I, I, I. I think once you start to put I into the conversation when you're in a long-term relationship, you're probably on, you know, a well, slippery slope. Well, as well, like to, to, to make it like, you know, to really like brief it down, and I don't mean to simplify, you know, the complexities of a, of a marriage, but like... Why does it feel better to give a present than to receive one? Exactly. And it's the same kind of thing. If you've invested all that time into a relationship, you you guarantee a, an 80-year relationship who have had so many ups and so many downs, it and but they've they've given their all to that other person and vice versa, they would feel incredible versus like hop skipping and jumping between relationships because in that moment in time you weren't quite satisfied and I look I'm not I'm only 28 so obviously I've not experienced um the the proper hardship of you know going uh, a relationship with someone and developing a family and stuff but I, I I just I see it from you know 50 years ago to 100 years ago people never got divorced because it wasn't a case of I I I it was about what you need to do and that's just that what you do um versus now it is a case of oh well i'm not feeling too like, oh he's done this or she's done that and it's like well you so like talk about it yeah like you got into the you, you know you made a massive oath by getting married to that person it shouldn't be like a year or two years down the line you're like oh, you know what it's not for me it's like well fucking yeah <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm not saying that like it's uh, like that's not Obviously, there's there's some cases. I'm generalising here because I think, as a whole, most relationships uh, back you know 50, 60 years years ago stuck together. Mm. Yes, there was going to be the abusive ones, and yes, there was going to be ones that just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. That that is, and that's still today. But I don't think the percentage of that has changed. It's not as if there's more people who just don't work out, or there's more people who are in abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. It's just as you say, there's more choice online, mm -hmm. um, more more you know people to maybe turn your head or whatever it is mm -hmm. um i think there's more of an emphasis on thinking about you as an individual 100%, 100%. as opposed to well you know come on if you if you dig deep yeah. actually and, and just keep trying for even another 
couple of weeks or another month or, you know, you might just push through. Um, I remember years and years ago, a cousin of mine giving me some great advice and saying, you know, children will make or break you. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start to have a family, it gets really tough. For a variety of reasons, um, you know, that you're having sleepless nights and money might be a bit tight because all of a sudden you may have gone from two salaries to one salary yeah. and the children are just pulling you in every which way. And and it's so true. You know, they are probably some of the mo- more difficult times, mm-hmm. um, but you it's then that you kind of need to remind yourself, OK, now is when we need to pull together. Yeah, now you're a team. Now, now it's when we're a team. Yeah. So... Moving away from marriage then, okay. before the big day, would you contemplate living with that person, first of all, just as a sort of, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's it's the day we live in, isn't it? Like, yeah. it, it, that is a thing you do, you, you move in together and, and everything like that. Um, again, maybe I'm just old, like super old fashioned that I hate when someone says that, but I, I do kind of look back at a time when like you you get married and then you move in together for the first time because... It was something I was uh, watching a Jordan Peterson um, podcast and he was saying uh, moving in together is just a cheap version of being married. And like for your mind, it's not a great place to think because you've got all the benefits of being married, except you're not married. You're just living with that person, but you don't have any drawbacks. You can just move out. No problems. No consequences. No consequences. Okay. So you've got all the as i say you've got all the good things about marriage because you're living together you're getting to act how it would be like if you were properly married but like we just said there's no there's no consequences you can just move out and it and from just the psychological point of view it's not it's not a great thing but obviously it's the world we live in I, yeah 100 percent, i would be that person as well you, but you say that what about the financial consequences what if it was your house mm. and she was moving in with you yeah. and maybe she had contributed towards the mortgage and then all of a sudden the relationship breaks down and she's saying, well, I've got a claim to your property. Or maybe she hasn't paid anything like, towards... Get out. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because mum will have sorted out a co-op agreement <laughs> beforehand. Do you know who my mum is? <laughs> no, I don't think so, no. Um, um, but no, so I mean, the, I think there are financial consequences. They are less um shall we say dramatic than if you were married but what are your thoughts on that the whole cohabitation splitting finances agreeing that well, making that commitment yeah. even though you're not making a marriage commitment so like that's the thing like i would say going when you first asked me about like would you get a prenup and stuff like that yes. i would say there's more emphasis when you're not married on on making sure the finances are like if okay. if you've got to the point because obviously you have you haven't got you haven't made that commitment to someone yeah so they're effectively a boyfriend girlfriend whatever you're moving in together but like at any moment that could end so you you do have to like make sure you know you kind of everything's straight you know you've got your job I've got my job you know maybe a year two year three year down the line you think about a joint account just because it's easier to just put money into an account that pays for everything yeah um and yeah 100 percent. i'd make sure if it was my house um i mean she wouldn't have uh any claim to that anyway because it would be like she's paying rent wouldn't it effectively yeah i she, mean her she, name wouldn't be on the mortgage or anything like well, that. well and and yeah but people's name doesn't have to be on the mortgage for them to sort of show a beneficial interest so if she was paying the mortgage with you 50 50 paying the mortgage with you and then the relationship broke down she could potentially say that's only if she's on the mortgage though right no no if they make a significant financial contribution without being on the mortgage 
then yes. absolutely she could make a beneficial claim. Yeah, no, I don't mean that. Obviously, yeah, if they invest in the house or the yeah. property, fair enough. But I'm on about if they're just if say the mortgage is 900 quid a month she's yeah. paying 450 i'm paying 450 but her 450 is coming to me oh yeah that's absolutely fine it's just she's yeah. paying rent so then she's yeah. just paying rent um, yeah. and bills and is that is that the approach you take if um, it was my 50, property 50? yeah for sure and yeah. and i'd also expect the same from if it was her property and i moved in with her you would like, pay 50 50 yeah 100 yeah. yeah. but it, i'd i'd 100 know that well, this isn't my property Obviously, two years down the line, if we're still in that situation, I'd yeah. start to think, well, look, I'm actually helping you pay off your mortgage. Is there a maybe something else I need to look at? Sort yeah. Of thing? Let's take this scenario then. Okay. Um, you own a larger house and earn more money yep. than your partner. Would you still expect her to pay 50-50? <sighs> if that meant that she was left a little bit strapped at the end of each month? Um... Well, if she's so, if it's my house and I'm able to afford the house, mm -hmm. and it's a much bigger house, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, all hypothetical. much much bigger house, and she's uh, her financial situation, she can't afford even half. Well, we'd know that going into the relationship. We we're of such a different caliber. Not that is anything wrong with that. Obviously, you know, you found love and everything like that. If I've said to her, "Move in with me," I wouldn't be expecting her to pay half. No okay. way. But. On, on the flip of that there'd be other like i think the contribution to a relationship needs to be equal that doesn't necessarily mean it needs financially to be financially equal, equal. as I've long as you. you both are putting what you would say the same amount of effort that might come through finances that might come through other things but in my opinion as long as it's everything's all 50 50 we're, we're okay so you're saying that you know whilst it doesn't have to be a financial 50 50 she could maybe you know do the well, washing up or yeah, the cooking fine, or yeah and i'm not yeah. trying to get traditional but no, no. there's a lot of things that you a lot know of other things decorating 100 soft furnishings yeah. which women love to get involved with yeah 100 like building a home um which isn't a, a bad thing i think you know if you're unless she she was the type of person that has look i want to contribute 50 percent. yeah different story yeah um but if we're in a position i think that's probably who i am as well like i do like to provide and protect and i'd like to be in a position where i could probably afford everything yeah as well like to to kind of be in that situation but there's plenty of other other ways to contribute as well so yeah. um you you've obviously worked with me for a long time now responsible for the hey mom um you have seen a lot of the comments that people have made particularly that the men have left and i right. want to get your view on this mm. where we might do a video about, you know, just the outcome of family court or what have you. And men will suggest that don't get married. You know, if you get married as a man and you end up with divorce, you're going to lose everything. You know, the court <laughs> give all the money to the women. The women take the shirt off your back. What's your view? What were your thoughts when you would read all of those comments? Well, they're, they're looking at it either from an emotional point of view but definitely definitely from their perspective they're not and when i say their perspective i literally mean their own personal perspective they're not even looking at it if they've got a, you know some children involved looking at like their perspective or you know their their ex-wife their perspective because like if if you're if you've got into a relationship and you've got divorced and you're you've got a family and your kids are then staying with your ex-wife and you're staying you've moved out or whatever you you can't expect 
your ex-wife who's now looking after your kids most of the time to have the exact same as what you're on exactly like what i i just i think it's really interesting the whole don't get married thing because that's coming purely from a financial point of view yeah that, that there's no there's no looking at anything else and i think if that's the only like lens you want to see through fair enough that's that's fine but then you're missing everything else like we were talking earlier about different ways to contribute to a marriage um you know if in a hypothetical situation you get married um you're the main breadwinner for example and then also you then have children on top of that and you decide right it's actually best we're gonna have you know maybe three kids in the next seven years you know what for them seven years or ten years whatever um your wife stays at home now she's not working but she's looking after the kids she's building a home she's building a family which let's be honest here is the priority for everyone you go to work to provide for the family mm -hmm. so she's at home providing and protecting the family and you're bringing in the income if you then get married and she's not been working for 10 years i just think that's that's ridiculous to assume that you mean if you get divorced divorced yeah, sorry yeah. after 10 years to to be that that person who you you, <laughs> you love that person at one point you, you love the family but now you're expecting them to just go out and fend for themselves I, I i i cannot get on board with that mentality yeah, like yeah. at all yeah. and the what's 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 mad is you do have that you have you know everyone's got their own opinion about the court system the law system it's rigged it's shut it's the most fair system you can possibly because it's so uh unbiased it's the most unbiased thing going like it's the more i've worked with you and, and understood law the more i've come to realize that it's it's actually so fair and then you learn more and it's like even fairer than yeah. that because it's it, it's it's the biggest perspective ever of like the entire situation rather yeah. than your situation or your situation or the kids it, it's, it's, it's so everything. it's so true and i think people judge the family court system or the whole family law arena purely from an emotional standpoint 100%. you know they will walk into court and just do a massive emotional dump you know, th this is what I need and this is what he took from me and this is what she's took from me and blah, 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 blah. And the judges are hearing that all the time. Yeah. And what they want is a chronology and a timeline and how have we actually got here and what has happened yeah. up until this point and who has made the contribution. And it's refreshing to hear, particularly somebody of your age, have that approach because I always get the male saying, don't get married, don't get married because you're going to lose everything. And then I always get sort of the female saying, well, actually, in you know, it's not fair because that we're not looked after. You know, financially, yeah. we're not looked after. And it's really difficult because the, all the family court can do um, is divide out what the marriage has already got. 100%. And if the marriage hasn't got anything, well, then it's kind of There's left with an impossible, yeah. uh, an impossible situation. And that's the thing. And it's this, like, you hear it online all the time from, from both sides. And it's like, don't get married, like, from the guy's point of view, because... Um, she'll take everything from you, her and the kids, they'll take your house and, and then you've got to pay child benefits and and, yeah. and, and, all, and all that on yeah. top. And it's like, okay, but if if you can't afford all of that afterwards, like they're, they're only going to take like the pots. What's available. What's available. Yeah. If your circumstance changed as, as a man, if you've, you've broke from the relationship, you then get fired from a job and then you get another job, which is a lot less, you're not then ex still expected to, same, to pay the same as what you were, obviously the pot gets reduced. Exactly. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, for me, I mean, a co like them comments, they're they're all like emotive, and that and that's why your comments. I mean, we've obviously we do social media as well as Mum says at the start, but 
you have so many comments on your videos it's crazy and every comment then has a reply and then they have their own debate within that same comment yeah, yeah. and then you've got like 100 of them comments yeah and it's but it's all because They've all been through their own thing. And as you said and at the start, the it's emotional. It, it is emotional, but that's that's the thing. If if you are unfortunate enough to have to go through a divorce, mm-hmm. um, you know, 50%, so one in two marriages, but if you escape that, there's every chance that you may be in the family court for the children, mm. you know, because there are so many dads out there that maybe aren't married, but actually aren't getting to see yeah. their children. Um, even moms out there, to be fair, who aren't getting to see their children. So it touches so many people. And people are so passionate about it. So passionate. You know, one of the reasons I got into family law is because it generally touches the most, the two most important things, I think, to, to a human being. Yep. And that is the relationship and where you live, yep. i.e. your home and or your children. Like that is what most human beings are striving to achieve. Yep. A, a solid place to live, um, to be in a wholesome relationship and God willing to have children. Hundred percent. I mean that that literally what you said there sums everything up. It's like okay, you've got you've got two uh, two options. You either a single or in a co-opting relationship, or you're married. Yeah. And it's like what's what is the the ideal scenario? The ideal scenario, and I think most people would agree, is to be in a long-lasting relationship yeah. with a family. Yeah. Okay, some people are slightly different. There's whatever. always an exception sure, to the rule, but, but the as general, you say, like the we're general... t- we've got a, rules are always above fifty-one percent. It's yeah. like that is the general feeling. So you can't like don't get married because of this happens. Don't get married because of this happens or whatever. It's like well, you, you're thinking like take the risk. Like, exactly. It's a bit because... like saying don't get on a plane; it might crash. One hundred percent. It might not crash. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It <laughs> might, it might actually, like, it might not fail. It might be the best thing ever. You might have the most successful yeah. marriage with the best kids and everything like that. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. This, this, yeah. I don't know. I just, I do find it funny when I see comments. But as you say, it's, it's from an emotional place. It, it touches something that they clearly it didn't work well. And I remember in a video you did, or it was a podcast or something, and and, and you said it, and it was like, when you get divorced. Um, obviously it's it's a hard situation anyway because you're going through a situation where you love this person and maybe you've got kids in there as well which confuses everything but now you're separating from this person and even though you think it's the right thing to do subconsciously you still like the person even though maybe coming out you're annoyed at him or her and what she's done and what she said or what he's did blah 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 but it's it's such a tough situation that whenever anything like this you see online it's always going to attack that part of you that's like that's so yeah it's hard because it because it can be very raw you know if you're in a relationship no matter how long that relationship is if it's two years or if it's 20 years if the relationship ends you almost lose a part of yourself because you have given yourself to that person Mm -hmm. you're almost cutting yeah. a piece of a yeah, piece of you off 100%. but actually you need to do that in order to grow yeah. and and the one thing that I try to say or, or try to help by saying to my clients when they're going through a divorce is you might not want to hear this now but there is is life after divorce yeah. once you are through this dark tunnel it's going to get really good again just like before you got married the first time. Yeah. And that's why people go and get married the second time and the yeah. third time. Yeah. A bit like when women have 
children. And we were never doing that again. Mm. But we do. We have a second one of them, even though it Actually, hurts like hell. <laughs> that, uh, you see saying that there, getting married second and third time. Uh, we said earlier about the statistics of divorce. What is it? One in two people? One in every two. So 50% yeah. of people are getting divorced. Yeah. But I wonder what the statistic is of the first marriage. Because obviously, statistically, if you get divorced and then you get married again, isn't the you're more likely to get divorced second and third time as you, well? You are more likely to get, because you, you almost become desensitised yeah. to it. Don't get me wrong, it can still be very traumatic, yeah. but you do find that people who marry numbers of times they, is because they're less likely to try yeah. at, at, at just pushing on through. Um, and actually, divorce is something that they almost weave into mm -hmm. their life experience you know oh god here it is it's a divorce it it won't and and there's going to be people out there that aren't going to like me saying this but those that get divorced more than sort of once twice three times it's because it's not their fault the reason the marriage broke down it's not their fault do you know what i mean what you're saying they're thinking that or they're thinking that they're thinking that well, oh i see yeah i agree it, with it, that, it's yeah. not their fault yeah, yeah, so course. you know oh woe then be it's never me. your fault when is it ever well your fault? to be fair i have had lots of clients over the over the years that have said to me look i was the one that had the affair mostly i'm men. gutted about it <laughs> i bet i bet it's mostly men i don't care if that sounds well i bet you it's mostly men it is mostly men. <laughs> there we go <laughs> Yeah, I don't. But that, I, that I think is just the difference, like of personality traits. That that's all that is. Do you think? Hundred percent. Yeah. Met like, like we, we, we. I mean, it's slightly going off topic, but we are, like, we're we're very logical. We're not emotional, so like we have obviously feelings and stuff, and and obviously we'll we'll feel a certain attachment. But if it's, it'll take I suppose longer for us to kind of process things. But we, we'll always say how we feel. So, like, if we generally are upset with a person, we're upset with a person. Whereas I think sometimes, from a, a female's point of view, any of the, the girls I've dealt with anyway, will potentially be feeling a certain way, but act a different way. <laughs> so they might be really feeling upset, but yeah. they'll be saying he he did this and he's that, and it's all his fault. Yeah. And deep down, it might be something that you know you might have done, but. I don't know. That's yeah. that's generalising yeah. again. But. I know, I know, but I think I think we do have to go with the majority yeah. uh, at the end of the day. But it's interesting that you say that. It, it is it is the men that will generally hold their hands up there. Um, great. Okay. Well, I think we've taken that as far as it can go. I really do appreciate that, Paddy. I do appreciate deep. your uh, your Sorry input to that. Sorry if I anyone. Anyone? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Amy behind the camera hates me. Uh, <laughs> Amy is behind the camera, and and it makes it all the more topical because. Um, well, we we had this conversation off camera, me and her, and we have some very different opinions, which is why. Which is why I wanted to bring you on yeah. because Amy kicked the whole thing off with um, actually, is it better to be married or better to be single? Amy doesn't know what she wants. All right. She, <laughs> she... <laughs> <laughs> and we did we did try and look at it from a financial point of view, but yeah, you and Amy um, kind of had totally different opinions there. Yeah which is why I thought it would add to the podcast. So, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed that. Um, thank you, Patrick, for joining me. Thanks Always me. a pleasure, as ever. Um, and I look forward to seeing you all and um, having you listen to my next podcast, which will be next Sunday at 12 o'clock. Until then, guys, goodbye.